Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. And welcome to Cosmic Reality for May 9th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. And um, well, Walt was just talking about, what do they call those things? Corsets? What? Corsets. Oh, the corsets, yeah. Yeah, and the damage they did to people. Ay, ay, ay. And but, it's, you were thinking that only women suffered it? No. Actually, the men wore courses like, for example, during the, the Civil War, uh, I don't know if it was specific to the South, but this I saw a black and white photo of a Southern officer, of a military officer, and he actually wore a corset so he could, he, he actually had a, like that thing that they called a, a wasp waist where your your waist is like inches across is so because you're the you're supposed to you're wearing that corset so i had no idea that men in, in, during that time would actually wear corsets i mean i don't know how effective he was a as a, a as a, a fighter it must have been the, just i don't i don't know how effective a, 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 an officer is with that thing but it was it was terrible. I can't believe that they actually wore that stuff. Why did the man wear it? I didn't get that. To get to get that uh, that very tiny waist. It's called a wasp waist because you. A were, man would want. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a black and white photo of this guy, uh, and uh, he wore it. Uh, can you imagine riding a horse wearing that thing? No. Oh God. He must so, have been emaciated. Did he um, die young? Yeah. <laughs> well, in those days, well, Nancy, we're talking about the 1800s. 30 years old, you're a great grandfather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, that it was a weird conversation we just had. So, um, Dolly, you you. You want to? Do you have a list, or did you want to, you know, relate anything? I I have to say that if you people have um, have not heard the Say What show from last Saturday, I recommend it. It was a very odd show, but um, our friend Dolly had a uh, an, an important experience that she went through. That I'm quite willing to recap quickly, Dolly, if we want. Oh, okay. Just to just to give people the warning uh, that yeah. we have different audiences for the different shows, right. and I, um, as a matter of fact, I put up a, a a video. I mean, a promo for that show because there was so much covered. It really was. There was uh, Jan Shaw was with us, and uh, it just went from one crazy 
discussion. And Jan wasn't supposed to be with us that day. It was supposed no. to be Mona. <laughs> Everything was crazy. Yeah, that, that's me being crazy here. I gotta. Um, yes, and it, the odd thing was is that I had messaged Mona, thinking it was a second Saturday. And just said, you know, reminding you that Jan Shaw's on tonight. You don't, I mean, to, you know, today, and you won't have to be there. And it turned out she was having a lot of distractions in her life, and she just was like, "Okay, thank you very much." <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like I'm not sure she wanted to do the show either. So, um, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was one of those shows where when Jan when Jan messaged me, and it was. It was after she had sent me, was it just before she was sending me her show? She said, "Do you realize that this is the first Saturday?" And I, she said, "I just realized this was the first Saturday." And I was like, "Oh, me too." I said, "Well, I said they must want us to talk, uh, you know, have you on the show." And I do think it was because I don't think we would have gotten into the uh, the coronation as deeply as we did if it wasn't a Britain person from Britain on the show, you know. And um, that was really, boy, we got into some interesting things there. And one of the things that I don't think, maybe it was mentioned, but I don't remember it. But I did see it, and I don't remember where I saw it. But there was a shot of, like, looking down the the church towards this one, maybe like a, a, a little room before it opened up and uh, to the outside. But there a was vestibule. the vestibule. Yeah, a vestibule. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But did you see it with the with the uh, Grim Reaper? Yeah, that was astounding. That's what Mona and I were talking about. And there's no explanation anywhere. Oh, was it Mona or was it Jan? I bet it was Jan. Must have been Jan. I yeah. didn't. I didn't pick up. I might have been doing something. I didn't pick up on it when you were talking about it. But later on, on some show, they were showing it, and they kept repeating it. Maybe I saw it on a YouTube or a Twitter or something, but they kept repeating it, and it was like, there's no way that you can say that wasn't. It was a, it looked like the Grim Reaper. Exactly. Rocking, rocking right in front of the, the opening. Yeah. And, nobody, was- and there's no explanation anywhere? And they were carrying on a, a ceremony in the cathedral right inside where the doorway was and the Grim Reaper walked past it, across it, and nobody paid any attention. So I'm thinking they didn't even see it. Well, you keep saying how this thing was a, a, a demonic ritual, so maybe that was a demonic guy who was officiating the ritual. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that could be Walt. Yeah, part of the ritual. They they must have like officiating. What do you call it? Demonic thing. Yeah. Well, I was um, over Sandy's house for a little bit, and I was talking to her with about the coronation, and she knew a whole bunch of stuff. Like I think I. I might have said it on another program, or maybe it was to say what program. I don't know, but um, when when I when I was looking at this, 
I, I just was TV surfing, trying to find something, and there was Cornish, and I said, oh, okay. And it was about 45 minutes, I think, into this program, and they had the, these, like, panels that they oh, were taking. Oh, wait, Nancy. What? So, somebody is saying, you cut out, now music is playing. It should be all right now. It, it okay it now. It, okay. it did happen. It did happen, but okay. it was momentarily it went off. Uh, I don't know. Rosie the dragon, can you please <laughs> keep so us on? You were saying. Uh, I, I, yeah, I was saying that um, I was tr just, you know, trying to find something to watch in the coronation thing and, and it was 14 minutes I, I mean it was the last 20 minutes of, of the show uh, where he was getting he was uh, he was going to the throne but when I first got there they were taking down these red panels like panels and there was at least three or four of them and I said something to Sandy about that and she says oh they put those up and they do some kind of a secret ritual behind them uh, what? Like, yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, "Oh well, that's interesting," <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then, and then they took him down, and the king went and sat. Or Charles he wasn't king yet, I guess, because he hadn't got the throne on it. Well, no, he hadn't got the throne on it yet. And he sits down, and then they started handing him different things, like the sword, the scepter, and there were a couple of other things I didn't even know what they were. But that was a very, very weird, uh, I don't know, how, the energy was so strange on it. Because if we think that the man who went and did this, the supposed king, is a, a phony in some way, he's a very good actor. <laughs> well, he's a phony, that's for damn, darn sure. Uh, you know, because he was being so pious. At one time, the... Archbishop of Canterbury, I think he, who he was, reached out with something in his hands, and uh, Charles put his hand on it, and then the it seemed like the Archbishop was taking it away, and Charles reached for it, like grabbed it back, and then he closed his eyes, and he was like, you know, in some kind of a praise, you know, to whatever, you know, but I'm thinking... If this guy is real, this is spooky as shit. And if he's not, this guy's a really good actor because <laughs> he was being very pious, and you know. And then, uh, and then they came and got the crown on his head, and that was kind of com. I found the whole thing comical <laughs> because when they were putting the the throne on his head, it was like they were really kind of like. Pushing it and twisting it, and I would I would have gone. God, you're hurting me. I mean, it it looked like it was hurting what they were doing, you know. And not only did they do it to him, they did it to her too, you know. Let's make sure this is absolutely perfect, you know. And it's like, oh, it was it was strange. It was very strange. The whole thing was just comical to me. And they can't size it before the actual ceremony to make sure well, that I, everything I, goes it, without a hitch. I would think it had been sized many times, you know, and it seemed to me that they that, that both of the, the royalty there were kind of, I thought that it had happened, that this is the way that they do that, that it had been done before, but it was really 
very kind of strange. I mean, if I was putting something like that on their head, I wouldn't have done it. Of course, it was a guy, you know, uh, pushing and chugging. It was just the whole thing was comical. Oh my well, gosh. I bet that the, the crown for the uh, whatever actor for Charles was. I bet the crown was fitted on Charles's, the real Charles's head, and it because the pretend Charles is so much bigger than the real Charles, it probably didn't fit right. Well, that's an interesting observation. That could have been it. Yeah. And I didn't think that either one of them looked like the people that I thought they should look like. No, they weren't. Neither one of them were the real ones. So, and and, and we also covered the fact that we've got this video now where Joe Biden is scratching his neck. And somebody's, he's in a group, a, a, a crowd thing. And Hunter is right in front of him because you're sort of looking over Joe's shoulder and Hunter's in the frame. Um, but he scratches his neck and then you can see the mask. And I'm going to say it wasn't human sin. The mask wrinkle up really weird and then rather quickly, you know, smooth out again. Almost like it was alive. It was creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, very thin plastic or uh, rubber. I'm sorry. It, yeah. it folded like rubber. But very, very thin. That explains why uh, they can talk and, and have a natural motion, whereas uh, a thick plastic would be unwieldy and you would see, okay, the, the person is not even able to make a gesture for it. This is so tight. Yeah, but if I had any doubts prior to seeing that, after I saw that film, <laughs> it's like, no, this is this is too much in your face. Because that mask reacted in a way that a natural skin wouldn't but i sent it over to my cousin i have a cousin who thinks like i do and so i sent it over to him you know because because he thinks like i do and he came back and he, he goes like well but who is it who's behind <laughs> you know you come back to the to the same thing is it the good guys the bad guys is it et's in there who who is it because it's getting so obvious. And I, I go back to the question that, that, you know, I think that people are going to have when, okay, let's assume in a couple of days or a couple of weeks, maybe a month, that all of a sudden, oh, yeah, take off your mask, Joe Biden. And they take him off and you find out that everybody that you thought was real has been an actor. What What's the messaging? You know, this is all you, you get. So where is Joe? It wasn't Joe, so you've made Joe look into to be this awful person, and it wasn't. That's not even him. I mean, I, I it's getting to the point where I don't know how an average person is going to react. I think I'd be pissed off that you've been bullshitting me. Well, the question is that for the benefit of who is all this theater play? Because you're not benefiting me because I I know what's going on. So who's this for? For the one percent? For the three percent? For the thirty? What part of the population is this theater play destined for? The, the, the ones who don't want to wake up? The ones who want to stay dead and like they don't care anymore? Who? Who's supposed to benefit from this? Because we, we are sick and tired of this theater play that doesn't seem to, that seems to, to go forever. 
So who who who's benefiting from this? Because uh, oh, don't forget, this isn't happening for free. These actors need to be paid, and I'm sure they're being very well remunerated. So who's this for? <laughs> who's, who's signing the check? <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. um, who's well, the yeah. real boss? Because Biden's dead and buried. Uh, so who's the real boss of the Biden mafia? That's what I'd like to know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to go believe that if it's not Biden, it could have been. <laughs> this is what he wanted to do. I, I mean, if you just take it for face value, you know, Biden, it's getting to be a real tragedy. Because this man is not competent at all. Um, and it, it's getting more and more obvious of that. Did you see that, the clip, I didn't watch the whole thing, where Biden is being interviewed at, at 10 o'clock on a Friday night, a live interview with MSNBC, and the woman got into, you, you say that you're fighting for the soul of the nation, but right now the nation's in turmoil, and she started clicking off, you know, all of the bad things. And somebody from off stage says, you can't say that. Oh, I heard a clip of that. Yeah, yeah. And Biden reached out, put his hand up and said, I'll answer it. But I mean, and that's, news people, go ahead. That's because it's an actor. It's not really uh, uh, lacking cognizance. Biden, it's an actor. And he's told what to say and how to act. Yeah, but the, I mean, again, well, what, yes, I know. I mean, I know that's your version, okay? What I'm saying is if it's not your version and it's a version of a man who is definitely faltering mentally, I mean, the, the clips that you saw from that hour program were kind of devastating. And I feel really bad for that guy if he's a, if it's a real story. You know, and I'm really, really not liking the people around him that would put him up there and do to do that. It's like elderly abuse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I know, but you don't think that that's the case. No, I don't feel bad at all. It's all pretend in my world. Uh. Yeah, but who's pretending and who's paying the check? Yeah, that's what I want to know. <laughs> well, the the original is dead and gone, right? So, so somebody's being compelled to play this role of a of an income poop, right? Okay. Uh, again, okay. For example, one of the things that I remember, Dali, through Dali, uh, Dave told us that you know stop. Stop looking to wake up anybody. Whoever is going to wake up is already, you know, woken up. You know, so just focus on yourself. You know, focus on sending love blankets. So don't don't stress about thinking. Okay, am I going to wake up my neighbor? Am I going to wake up my relatives? You know, forget about that. Okay. So if we're not stressing anymore about helping people wake up, again, who is this theater play for? 
if those that are going to wake up are awake, are awake already and nobody else is supposed to is going to bother waking up then who is this play for what people are going to go insane or they're going to do uh, riots and put buildings on fire if they find out that everything's a joke i don't know i don't well, we're know we're supposed to help those who are uh, uh, just recently waking up not since dave said that we're supposed to help those who need the help getting through this because there's going to be a lot of people who are in a state of shock when they start showing things um there was something else i wanted to say and i forgot oh mona she was in here when you said that about her and she says well well i'm always willing but then she went away. <laughs> so we can't respond to her. So I just wanted to share that with you. Oh, I hope we didn't insult. I didn't think I was insulting her. I, I, I didn't mean, either. Yeah, no. Um, I just felt that, you know, well, when Jan's on, let's face it, she talks a lot. <laughs> you know? It's like uh, she gets on a roll there, and so it's and it's it's you know it's kind of like her show thing. Yeah. <laughs> and we're kind of long for the ride type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no, if Mona, maybe she's just not in chat. But Mona, if you're listening, um, oh, she's back. She okay, came back. See, she came Yay! back. <laughs> so I'm Saturday, Mona. Saturday, Mona will will do the. The say what show if you're available and uh, and it's funny because i got a message from you saying jan's gonna be on and and my i i got sad because i was looking for mona to be on with us because i when what i shared with about that uh uh, that that dude what do you call him the, the I, man? Call, I call him the soul snatcher yeah I go along with that, yes. And I wanted to share that with her because I knew she she would give me the kind of comfort I need. <laughs> That's why I love her so much. She really tunes in and, and can respond to me. <laughs> well, you guys said the soul snudger. I just realized something. Uh, Craigslist is not only good for... Uh, Pornography and prostitution is also good for soul snatching. What is? Craigslist. Oh, Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. You know, what? Craigslist is used by people, you know, looking for a sex, a sexual activity, you know, for people looking for drugs. So now there's a, there's another, an, another uh, avenue for uh, Craigslist. You can use it to steal souls. I'm trying to remember what is Craigslist. It's a it's it's like a classified uh, newspaper, but only oh. in the internet. Yeah, and, I uh, remember. Yeah. And people go there and they put stuff for sale, you know, services and stuff like that. And they they have the section of men looking for men, men looking for women, women looking for women. So so there's this whole. Scenario. Uh, scenario. Yeah. Well, I guess this is a new a new line for Craigslist. Soul stealing. 
<laughs> you put your odd there. Yeah, I don't. I, I I'm going as as the you know uh, person in charge of the station. I'm not going to um, agree with Walt. Walt, you never <laughs> should point somebody out by name and say something like that. The next thing I know, I'm going to get a bill be, be, being sued. Oh. Yeah, you'll get Nancy in trouble, Walt. Yeah. Well, I just claim, that's what the word is. I just claim everything that Walt just said. The station does not support that. Nancy doesn't agree with that Walt guy. The important thing is that it gets mentioned. Even though yeah. we're denying everything. Everything is everything is, is just a story. He's making it up, I swear. I don't have anything to do with it. <laughs> but listen, is Mona does Mona want to come on? We can bring Mona on this show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh now she's, oh, she's gone, gone again. again. <laughs> well she comes back and you see her, ask her. <laughs> oh my gosh. But we are gonna get into a little bit of science in a little bit, but oh. um Oh yeah, that's um, but do your science now, now and we play with play with Mona. Oh, okay. Why is Dolly having such a huge echo? There's like three Dollies. You didn't know I was multiplied. Oh, <laughs> that's how you are able to deal with everything. Oh, okay, <laughs> makes sense. Is it is it been here the whole time? No, it, it started. It's 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 a, it's it's. It, uh, if you hear an echo, say echo so I can turn my mic off. I don't know what this is all about. Mm. You know, it, it doesn't seem to be the station because I had the same problem when I was with Mark. And it was just he and I on a Skype call. We weren't connected. And all and the echo d developed. But I turned my microphone off. No, all I did was put my headphones in that day. Um, and it cleared. But, you know, so if you hear it, just tell me and I will make sure that I'm muting myself when I'm not on the... You know, talk. could it be that you're not you're not you haven't set your microphone for directional? You have it set for uh, Walter. Oh, oh, Walter, yeah, no, that's not the problem. Oh, okay. I know that's not the problem. I've looked for everything, and okay. I'm not seeing it. But he mentioned it, so I'll look again. Mm -hmm. It's on. It's on the way it's supposed to be. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then, well, the interesting thing is that Derek's got the same microphone, and he has the same problem when he's doing a radio show. Mona's so, back. You want to come in, Mona? You want to come That's, into the room? They're <laughs> going to talk science for a bit, but then we can chat afterwards. <laughs> okay, well, we're waiting oh, there. She, we lost her again. <laughs> I'll type it in chat. Okay. Um, what, is, wait, what does it mean when her icon is red and the others are are green? Is that does that mean anything? The the change that means in color. She's not in. When it's green, it means they're in the chat. Oh. When it's red, they're not in the chat. Oh, okay. She might be having uh, problems with the signal. Um, okay, so today on the the Shungite show. We started it off with a four-minute tape of Dr. Joseph Farrell speaking about plasma. And apparently we are now entering a new era. Well, it's not new, but a uh, renewed, let's say, era of uh, openly discussing the true nature 
of the universe, which seems to be that it's alive. <laughs> you know, we are part and parcel of a life form that 99% of the time is taking the form of a plasma field. And a plasma field is another type of, I guess you call it matter, right, Walt? Um, yeah, it's but, considered, plasma is considered, well, at least in the books that I've seen, it's considered the fourth state of matter. You have solid, liquid, gaseous, plasma would be the fourth state. And yet, in the fourth state, there aren't even molecules. You know, that that jumped out at me. It's that, you know, it's like the whole st structure of a plasma is different than the other three. It does not have molecules. There's no molecules in a plasma ball. So there's no fixed structure. I guess that would be my interpretation. And, you know, if you, if you start to think in terms of a plasma field being an energy field, just a, a you know, but, the, okay, in the Shanghai show, we went back, I went back, to that blue plasma ball that hit the Shanghai field back in uh, February of 2020. And I don't even, if you don't know what a plasma ball is, which I would understand completely, plasma gas field, whatever they want to wait, call it. Wait, wait a minute. What about the St. Elmo's fires? That's the the that's the oldest plasma form that's been around forever, and everybody talks about it. Everybody somewhere in their childhood remembers seeing balls of uh, St. Elmo's fire. It's it's you. It's referred to as like globular lightning. Gas. No, Is I've this? seen I've seen videos of it. It's like a ball of lightning, and you see it, for example, floating over the railroad tracks until it discharges somewhere, but it, it remains stable. And they, they tell you, if you see it, don't go near it, because if it discharges, it's going to burn you. It's, this thing is, is many thousands of volts. Uh, the charge is very powerful, but uh, the way it moves, it looks like a living being, because you, you see this, this ball of lightning, and very slowly, like skimming the surface of the, of the metal tracks, I saw the, the video, and then it finally, when it reaches the other side, it, it must have discharged this discharge into the metal of the tracks or something. But it, it remained uh, st stable for a long while. And that's referred to as St. Elmo's fires. People have been talking about it forever and how you're supposed to keep your distance because if you touch it, it could discharge and burn you and stuff like that. And nobody talks about it anymore. It's been around forever, St. Elmo's fire. Interesting. Let me. I mean, I've heard the phrase, but I don't remember ever seeing any pictures or anybody really explaining it before. But it, okay, so you've got the 3D version of a plasma ball, but could the plasma? I, th I would assume that the plasma structure of energy, in that it's not based on 3D molecules and atoms, it's it's energy at work that. If we think of our aura, it's probably a plasma ball, correct? It, it, it is weird. That's why I said that would be a question that the um, 
uh, Dali's uh, posse would be able to answer, you know, not an not a legal question, but when we are not wearing these meat suits, are we plasma beings? Because this meat suit is just clothing that we wear. We are far beyond this. So when we're not wearing this meat suit, are we plasma beings? That that's a question you could ask. You're not break, going to break any rules. Well, they're not your rules. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be a lot of them. But uh, yeah, it's just it, well. But, but as I was, I said on that show, when I first back in sixteen seventeen. One of our shows got a comment down under the YouTube. We still are on YouTube. And the guy said he was a, a, a quantum physicist and that everything that I was saying about Shanghai was true, but that what they call it in quantum physics, and he said something, and then he said plasma. You know, that it, it's, it's plasma science, and it's a quantum a part of the quantum science type type thing but i thought oh okay so i've been talking about this plasma effect not realizing what plasma was or that you know it was so prevalent and it's it just reminds me of cater because it's like they've known about this since electricity began but they don't tell us and you know so there's science out there that that's why I say it's not new science, it's old science, it's just being rediscovered, maybe. Whoever and controls the knowledge controls the world. The same old, same old. Yeah. Yeah. But who controls Biden? <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the question. Oh, and Trump today got, well, he went to, somebody took him to court, civil court, not criminal court but again it's new york it's a new york court system and this woman claims that he uh manhandled her and also raped her and then when she wrote about it in her memoirs he called her you know a lot of names i guess and defamed her and so this jury in three hours nine people decided that hello sorry about that sorry so in 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 uh nine people in three hours found him guilty not of the rape charge but of the you know molesting her a little bit i don't know exactly what the terminology was and found that he had to pay her five million dollars <laughs> so this thing, these attacks on, on Biden, they just keep coming. I mean, on Trump, they just keep coming. And meanwhile, you got tomorrow. Tomorrow we have uh, the House, the U.S. House, is going to have a press conference where they're going to lay out the evidence that they have regarding not Hunter Biden's uh actions but joe's when he was vice president apparently they've got some whistleblower that has documents proving that he got money to make a uh as a vice president to influence u.s policy 
um, there's a lot of things happening that are just like, and of course we're about to default. That'll be interesting. <laughs> now, when we default on the on the uh, what 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 what's happening is that I guess we ha it's coming to a point where we have to either pay off the loan or kind of take out a secondary loan to to allow the budget to go what we owe to go higher and they keep doing this and doing this and so now we're at what five trillion dollars in debt there's no way that we can ever recover from this is based on what i've seen um so the uh the again the house the republicans there um are saying you can't keep doing this you have to you know we'll give we'll give you the time and the money to be able to take out a little bit more and keep the keep the government going and stuff but we've got to uh, readjust some of these spending spending expenses that you would put on the books and Biden's not even talking to them they're screaming weird things about you know the Republicans are trying to bring down the country and you know I'm blaming the but they won't talk to them there's no negotiation it's like bizarro continued you know so everything's coming to a head in many many ways and I just don't know where any of it's going but it's interesting drama huh <laughs> I'm getting tired of it though let's get through this I'm completely over it I'm so bored with it yeah it keeps happening and happening and happening I don't know but it's what we talk about. So <laughs> we talk about. Um, okay. So anyway, but uh, the the feral tape was really fascinating on a lot of levels, and it, Joseph Farrell's been around for a very long time. He's written a lot of books. He's got a lot of knowledge. And if you don't know, if you're not listened to him before, or read his in any of his books. You just got to kind of like assume that he knows what he's talking about. And he'll tell you when he's making, you know, theory, when he's theoretically saying, well, maybe it's this way. Um, but one of the, he, he went into a, a few things, but because we are who we are. Um, one of the strangest things he said, Walt, was that when he was studying uh, stitching, who's the guy that did the translation of the Sumer Sumerian texts, the tablets, and began to introduce the concept of the Anunnaki to us. So, Stitchin finds an another research document done before him, and they were talking about a demon in the pyramid, and it's associated with some kind of a war and he, Joseph Farrell was putting on the table, which is something that m most everybody that knows anything about the pyramid really does know, um, is that it dates back at least 500 years before the first Pharaoh of Egypt. This was not, you know, part of the Egyptian culture thing. This was here when the Egyptians began to, you know, grow into a nation state. So... What was your take on that? Hello? You, yeah? What? Uh, Dolly? Were you trying to reach Don, Dolly? 
I don't think she can hear us. Something happened. Anyway, let me so, put up some, a message in, in Skype. Can you hear us, Dolly? <laughs> so, did you get anything off of what he was saying there about a demon associated with the pyramid? Well, I thought it was obvious. Okay, make it. Tell me what would I miss? Well, to me, it was obvious that they. <laughs> what happened with the Kaaba? What did we do? What do you mean? What we, you and I together, we worked to free to free a whole group of people that were being trapped and were being used. And there were the, these lamps in the Kaaba, that big cubic oh, building. Oh, the gin. The yes. The gin. So these, these it, folks it, in ancient times, they they had the science. They knew how to trap these beings, incredibly powerful, but yet they knew how to trap them and manipulate them. Ah. Ah. Now, the jinn and people who don't haven't followed us, the jinn are these... Uh, let's say creations, probably plasma balls, that um, were one of the first things brought out by Gaia as protection. They were actually designed to protect her, what she was doing, to protect her. And so when the dark side came in, whoever they are, from wherever they came, they the first thing they, they targeted was the police force, which is the gen. And they did, they found out how to be able to contain them and control them. And it was Simon Parks who was talking about this. And Walt and I would do a show where Simon, we'd follow Simon Parks' two-hour show with another two-hour show, just mostly talking about what Simon had talked about. And one of the things that he brought up was that the gin could be trapped in iron rings. Remember that? Yeah. You know? And... What I mean, it seems like now we can can you can you develop some kind of a explanation as to why the iron ring would would you know lock in the gin? Uh, I thought it was obvious. Okay. <laughs> what is it? What what is it? First off, what's uh, iron? Is it a, a metal or is it a non-metal? It's a metal, correct? Correct. What are metals good for? to conduct electricity and to uh, capture magnetic fields. If a, if, a, if a material is ferromagnetic, like iron, uh, it can develop a magnetic field. Uh, copper, you can't, uh, you can have a, an electromagnetic field, but not a magnetic field. Copper is non-magnetic. So th the same thing is uh, the, a uh, copper, uh, 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 what do you call it? An iron ring would be an ideal uh, vehicle for containing a gin, because obviously they they are they are, For example, there's a there's a great uh, 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 film out. This it's a recent film. Maybe it's like two, three, four years old with uh, this uh, British actress uh, Tilda. Uh, uh, what's her what's her last name? Tilda Swinton and the um, the other the other actor Idris Elba. 
you know, the tall black fellow. He's always uh, uh, playing in action movies. Well, the uh, the film is called, what is it? 5,000 Years of Loneliness or something like that. And it's the story of this woman who travels to Istanbul to uh, give a lecture, uh, given her specialty and study the truth behind myths and and if there is any real science behind a, a, a myth about something. And it turns out that she <laughs> uh, buys an, an, uh, an antiquity, some, some ancient old knick-knack from an, uh, an antiquarian, and it turns out to contain a gin. So she spends the entire f- film uh, conversing with this entity uh, about how he ended up trapped in a, in a bottle. You know, everything begins in the past with uh, uh, the Sol- the King Solomon. Solomon is the one who traps him because he knew how to trap them. But here's the clue that, that makes it, this is what makes the movie very interesting for me, is that he openly, they, the, between the two of them, openly discuss, whereas the nature of a human is to be organic. You know, our bodies are mostly water. For a, a gin is electromagnetic the nature of a gin is electromagnetic that's why they're so, so, so susceptible to iron and i thought hmm is that interesting or what <laughs> that is very interesting yeah <clears throat> okay so we know that the way that the gin were being controlled was through sound the dark side knew the frequency of the gin plasma ball, essentially. And that's was seemingly the key to being able to control them, right? Hmm? Are you yesing me? No, I'm saying yes. That's how you oh. control them. Okay, okay. So that goes back to Farrell again because he got so much into the concept of electroacoustics sound that if you somehow charge a plasma ball with sound or sound with a plasma ball I'm not sure how which way it travels that you have the ability to provide you know unlimiting power but it's also a weapon it can be a weapon and you on the Shungite show asked me if something about uh, what, what's the name? T- uh, test uh, the Russian explosion thing. Uh, oh, Tunguska. 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 How do you spell it? It T U N G U S K A. Tunguska. Tunguska. I got to get that in my head. Um, and I said, no, I didn't think so. Because one of the things that you talked about a while back was the connection between Tesla and the location in Russia's Siberia area where this ex- supposed explosion happened that took yeah, down... Diamet- diametrically opposed to where he did the experiment in uh, what do you call it, Colorado Springs. If you look at a map of the Earth, they are d- directly opposite of each other, the two points. 
And he was working at Colorado Springs at the same time. Yeah. So it was it was like a cavitation. You know what cavitation is when you have a when you have um especially it's very common where you have a uh, like a hydroelectric plant or where you're dealing with uh, flows of water, very high pressure cavitate, and you get cavitation is when there there's such speed to the water that bubbles form because you have gases expanding and then what happens is because the whole thing is under pressure at some point the gas implodes so every time it implodes you get cavitation because it's like a big jackhammer hitting on the metal so when the engineers are working on the system they do the they design the thing as as humanly possible in order to avoid cavitation because cavitation is very destructive now imagine cavitation not in water, but imagine it now in a in a field of energy. What happens when a field implodes? The, that energy is more more destructive than an explosion. So, so yeah. the two things exist: explosions and implosions. Well, it surprises me that Dr. Farrell doesn't know that. You know, because he gave different versions of what could have happened. And he did talk about Tesla, and he did acknowledge the fact that there were certain people that thought that Tesla was somehow involved in that event. But, he, he you know, he never thought to pull out a... a I, I got the, during the, that video, I got the impression that there some subjects he was like, tiptoeing around like he could not openly say what he wanted to say i don't know if you got the same impression well i think that's because he wanted to sell the book <laughs> <laughs> or because he's waiting for a magical genie called uh, nancy hawkins to ask him you know to give him some clues to drop but here well, he you're withholding all your clues <laughs> poor guy <laughs> no i think that he, he's got a book coming out in the fall and i think that's what he was doing you know, it's it's like he was trying to sell a book. <laughs> Essentially, is what I took away from it. But um, no, it, it and tomorrow on uh, 5G, I am going to play that entire uh, hour and a half tape because it just was a lot of information that makes you. And and honestly, I couldn't follow all the science he was he was rattling off, but I could really respect that we're on the verge of a brand new way of looking at everything as energy. Well, one of the things I have to say is very refreshing where they're finally and openly speaking about the Great Pyramid not being built by the uh, Egyptians, which there weren't any even any Egyptians around when the pyramids were built. That's how ancient they are. But now finally somebody's speaking about it openly. I mean, 10 years ago, you couldn't say that. Every, every time you would bring up the subject of how truly ancient the great, everybody would shut you down. Oh, no, that's a wrong theory. Oh, blah, 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 whatever. Anybody listening, they would, they would immediately put you down. But, oh, no, that can't be. Okay, so there were, that's why there were so many discussions that you don't follow because you weren't allowed to say it. Now it's... It's free for all. It's like <laughs> everything goes. <laughs> well, that, that really stems from the Egyptian Egyptians themselves, because they 
their entire view of themselves is that they have one of the wonders of the world and they built it <laughs> and all of a sudden you're going to tell them oh no it was built there you just moved into the area <laughs> you know they're, they're, people are you know, image it's all image <laughs> It's it's like they won't let them dig under the Giza plateau because and they've got satellite lasers that have been able to look through the soil and find out that there's like a huge city underneath the not too far from the pyramids um, an entire city and they're getting uh, indications that some of these rooms they're seeing are made of gold and silver. Yeah. You know, and they can't get, and this was, God, I think this was back in 2012 time frame that, you know, this was co coming out from Doctor Begins with a B, a woman, oh gosh, somebody might remember her name. I'm so bad with this. Well, I'm pretty good with some names, but some names, no. And, but anyway, they, they you know, they got all the document, all the scientific data saying there's something there, but. To my knowledge, they still haven't been able to get a permit to even do. Well, you know, there's so much politics around the entire subject. I mean, there's a doc doctor who, what was his name? How was, who was? There's a dark skinned gentleman uh, who's who's like the chief archaeologist there and he works for the government. It's like, you can't, you can't do a thing without his blessing. So every time somebody has a program to study something, oh no, he gets, in, he gets involved. He gets in the middle and he shuts the whole thing down. So there's a lot of politics involved. Yeah. So there's there's still a lot of secrets there, but they're being unraveled by outside forces, regardless of the Egyptians trying to protect it. Oh, by the way, I just put in the radio chat the uh, link to the YouTube video of that Saint Elmo's fire. The the sphere of lightning that's crossing the tracks in case you somebody wants to see it cool and if you can remember that movie you just pointed to with that i put a link on it in radio chat it's called 3000 years of Long longing wow huh which brings I, I don't want to give too much of the movie but it turns out that for a gin uh, staying for extended periods here in, in what we would call our reality is not healthy because they begin to disintegrate. So they need to go back to the gin domain. Every every so often they need to go back to the gin domain in order to you know maintain their uh, existence because they don't age. So to them there's no such thing as old age. Wow, that's really that, <laughs> thank you for that because. Um, from time to time, I feel a, a disconnect with them, mm. you know, and if I if I reach out to them and say, you guys there, I get back, yes, but <clears throat> a lot of times, I mean, I, I don't even have to ask, I can feel them, mm. but there's been occasions where I couldn't, and now it makes sense why I couldn't. They were recharging. <laughs> That, which made them maybe that's what made them good victims because uh, they could be contained. You could trust that they wouldn't escape because uh, being in this environment is not good for them. So, and you can't trust them to leave and not come back. So let's contain them. Being being energetic as they are, through no fault of their own. 
that's 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 what that's what's very uh, aggr aggravating people that got enslaved just for being who they are, not because they did anything wrong to anybody. Well, they they couldn't take over the planet if they didn't have the gin in, in control mm. and the green man. Mm. Well, the green man's a long story. <laughs> um, okay, he also mentioned terrible crystals are you familiar with the terrible crystal well i i know that uh i understand his concept of why they were indestructible because of their age but there's something uh but this i think the story goes even deeper because one of the things that was known uh, back in the time of atlantis is that um there were, I guess, master magicians or guys who worked with energy or mastering magic. Uh, because of the things they did with their magic, they ended up becoming crystals. I don't know how they, the, the, the transfer, and it's not so impossible because we, for example, when you, when you look at the crystal skulls, that you'll have one one or more human souls are trapped in there. Uh, they don't care because for them that there is no such thing as time. They don't grow old. Uh, so there is there is this knowledge of of uh, sentience being trapped in crystalline forms. Uh, so, but uh, I I don't know if they're referring to that because I think that he's talking about intelligent crystals. Not just because they're old, but because, like for example, he said how they held a, rec a record of creation itself. That these things are so ancient, they actually have like uh, uh, the records of the beginning of the universe. So knowing what I know, how crystals can house an intelligence, knowing what I know about how, uh, for example, the aliens uh, when when they when they load the intelligence on their ships. They don't use an AI, artificial intelligence. They're, these are souls. I mean, it, uh, it, it's not impossible to, to accept. In, in fact, that's, what, that's why this, this business with the AI, it's kind of silly because you're living in a living universe and you're concerned about an artificial intelligence when everything around you is intelligent already. Yeah, but that's why I think it's just, I don't know, it's such a pipe dream and can be so destructive as well because if used for the for destruction, how many times we, that's been my complaint, you know, somebody invents something super useful, what are the thing, the first thing they do, oh, let's make a weapon with it, oh. <laughs> we have this great toothbrush that'll re, you know, regrow your broken teeth. Oh, let's see how we can kill people with it. Oh my God. You know, that's what keeps uh, evolution down. You know, the, the negative, you know, darkness paradigm. <laughs> I guess yeah. you're muted. <laughs> I, was, I was muted. We're kind of at the top of the hour here. So did um, Mona come back at all there? Hello. I don't see her in the list of. She no. came back for a second, so I posted. Mona, do you want to come on, Nancy and Walter? Going to talk science. You can, 
add to that if you want, and then after we can chat. But she only came in for a second that I saw her, so I don't know if she saw it. Okay. Well, I'm hoping she comes in and says, hey, I'll join. Or I suppose I could call her, but I don't want to just call her. I could. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Should I just call her? Yeah. All right. On break. Okay. Here's the break. We're going to do Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Let me take a moment to say thank you to the lovely people who make distribution of this podcast possible. Mysticalwares.com in Mount Vernon, Washington. Dedicated to exploring both the known and the unknown, then helping provide the products and tools to expand your reach. If you are experiencing spiritual stasis, head to Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, because it is a metaphysical oasis. And they are actually lovely people, and they really do have a huge inventory. So get yourselves up there, and if you don't want to drive all the way, go ahead and visit them on their .com. And welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Show for May 9th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva, Dolly Howard, and Mona Radler. We went over the rainbow and found Mona. Hi, Mona. <laughs> Yay! Hi, Mona. Boy, there's some interesting things going on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you like to say? Tell us what you think is interesting. You want to comment on anything? Well, the funny thing about chat is I've been green the whole time I've been in chat. And so you're getting different impressions about me leaving or not. And I have not left. I've been in chat. So that's Wow, because when in mine, you you turn red. Uh, well, something's playing around with us. Because yeah. I just clicked something and it went to something completely different which i didn't even ask for so all kinds of things are going strange but that's okay that's part of science right <laughs> well science yeah. definitely <laughs> definitely something that we that we're only beginning to understand um so <clears throat> did you listen to the to the say what show yes and did. Okay, so Dolly, why don't you, because you, you were the one that said, you know, that Mona was, you were so hoping she'd be there to make some comments on what your experience was. So why don't you just, you know, ask Mona what you would have asked on Saturday? Oh. Have you ever heard of that being that, uh, what, what, uh, Nancy, what do you call Slender it? Slender well, it's the Slender Man that he's talking about. I just named your character the Soul Snatcher. Have you ever seen or or had any association with a Soul Snatcher, Mona? Yeah, quite a few different ones, actually. Oh, wow. Can you share it? When I had my herb store, I had all kinds of different characters come in and out. And this one guy, now I had now floods of them coming in, but he comes and he says to me, I am Peter from the day of Christ. And I'm like going, okay, <laughs> okay. And he started explaining to me how he could take my soul just by the words that he would pronounce 
and carry and do things like that. But he didn't really want mine. But he wanted to teach me about when you go devil, it's lived backwards and other creations of that stuff of how to really recognize your verbiage and how you use it because it does manifest circumstances and conditions that could leave us open for something to snatch our souls. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Thanks for, you know, letting me know. And um, there's one other guy. He found me because um, I used to do a farmer's market, flea market, but I also had my herb store. And uh, he, he was an ogre, literally looked like it, uncut toenails, the dirtiness of him, the whole nine yards. And he had a fling for me, which was really strange. And I never told him I had my herb store, but he found me. And he'd come in. He literally put the chair on my foot and sat down, and it didn't hurt my foot, which really shocked the shit. Because you would have thought this guy who was over 200 and some pounds would have inflicted some kind of damage on me. But it didn't happen. So I, I know I've been very protected through a lot of these different occurrences. And um, I would have some people that would just create circumstances that in third dimensional world you'd think you'd be damaged. And I never was damaged. So... Yeah, I know they're out there. It's just... How did you get rid of it? Time only took care of it. Mm. If you don't feed into it, they can't take you. Oh, yeah. Because that's really the whole thing, is how much you're willing to invest into the program. So cooperation is the key. Right. And I never did, because I was just learning what the circumstances were. I didn't want to become a part of any of it. Heck, I was a mother and a wife and a business owner. I had enough stuff going on. <laughs> you know, I wasn't into the I have to have power kind of foo-foo stuff, like a lot of people who think that when they're on the spiritual trail, that that's what they got to have, because I wouldn't with Native American medicine men and um, other kinds of conditional spiritual realities. And I just went to see what was going on. I didn't want to be a part of a coven and all the rest of that other stuff that people were trying to get me involved in, you know. I just wanted to see and feel what the reality was and not be a part of it. So it was all lessons learned, basically. Wow. Yeah. Nothing like bringing up memories I haven't thought about in a long time. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Never be sorry. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Oh, no. that's right. Never be sorry. Mona nope. says. Yep. You don't deserve the sorrow because it is what it is. What it is. Well, did you get any? Did you get any insight into, you know, because what I thought was so important about what Dolly said was that she actually said, 
you know, they don't have any life energy. They're jerky. Uh, there was a whole list. I put it on the promo picture that, for that show, which I don't, I'm not sure I put up yet. Um, but, no, I did put it up. So, but she she had a list of things that, that she could tell people, if you see this type of situation, be very, very aware of it. Is there any things that you could give to people to say, you know, this is how you see it for what it is and not for what it's trying to be? Is there any kind of insight you can give them? Because I think this is going to happen more often. Oh, sure it is. Oh, yeah. You turn on the light, the moths and the bugs fly around the light. Um, the best thing to do is just keep centered. Do not choose. Don't choose if it's right or wrong, good or bad, but I'm glad Dolly got the heck out of there and kept telling him to leave. Get out of here. I don't want to have anything to do with you. And it would have been funny if it, the door would have hit him on the head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the whole thing was is that you had to worry about, um, uh, I, I want to say his name's Roger, but it's not Roger. What's? Oh, Russell. No, Russell. wait. No, no, what was it? Nah. Yeah, it was Russell who was trying to get rid of the table, right? Of course. Yeah, Russell, my son Russell, was trying to get rid of the table, yes. Right, so you know that he was going through Russell to get to you, but he could have gone through Russell too. You know, and anybody else that was there could have been uh, your daughter. All I can think of is right now her name's Annette. Annette, right? Annette, yeah. Huh. And Damien was in the house too. Yes. Yeah, but none, none of them are as juicy as as Dolly. That would have been quite a catch. <laughs> well, but Dolly wants to be open and loving, and that's part of the thing that you got to kind of not try to be, because that's the way that the sweetness gets stolen. So I'm glad she put her foot down and became a little more aware that this just doesn't smell right it just doesn't feel right so yeah. trusting your intuition definitely most vital trust in your intuition but I never agree. give yourself up to anybody anybody it doesn't matter who they are don't give yourself up to anybody nope not even, not even if they're so sweet, you just think, oh, this person can't be bad. You got to look out for the other things. Well, they, they come in wolf's clothing or, uh, you know, that's how the way they want to make Satan out to be, you know, yeah. is uh, sweet and honest and la, 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 la. And that's the one who'll grab you, too. Yeah, then yeah. Again. yeah they, they keep saying that uh, the, the name Lucifer means light bringer. Like some kind of saint, or I mean, come in, come, give me a break. <laughs> it's morning light, and but see, that's it. They we've been taught inc to put inclinations to names that doesn't like Damien. Damien is a is a devil name. You know, look at Rosemary's baby, Damien, and Amen. there's so okay. but. That always scared me when I first. But that's not him. Right. So we have to recognize that no matter what, that doesn't always have to be. That's like the guy Peter. If he was the one who turned Christ in, 
to get a few pennies, then why was he at my store trying to get my attention and teaching me about the different way that words and all that, that you have to see that everything has a reverse and that there's power in both sides, but you got to not placate and hold on thinking it's all a definite because there is nothing really definite only if we put power behind it with our beliefs. So don't, don't believe shit. <laughs> kind of thing. <clears throat> the Russians found that the human voice was the number one thing that would change DNA. Mm -hmm, That's how mm -hmm. powerful the human voice is. And yeah, I mean, just look around us, what's happening with this woke phenomena. They're changing the lang language. Conti continually, I mean, every time I turn around, you're not supposed to use some word. You know, and it's like, what? You know, I mean, wo woman, what's a woman? Well, I don't know. They you know right. the power. Yeah, yeah and, and we probably should be paying attention to the words they want to get rid of, because those are probably our power words. Well, even uh, right now, the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The alphabet has uh, 26 letters in the uh, English alphabet. Uh, in Spanish, there's something like 28, a uh, few more letters. Well, that's not the way it's supposed to be. I mean, the original language is far bigger. Look at the, the language of Sanskrit, which has remained unaltered for thousands of years. It has 56 letters. And in the Sanskrit language, no two words sound the same. Like, in, for example, in English, if we say here, you can say here, here you can say the, the like ear you, you know and, and and it means five different things uh because of the, depending on how you how you use it so you have it's so easy to create a, a misunderstanding of things well in sanskrit you don't have that because every word is unique like the word that means table it can only it's only this word can mean table <laughs> there is there is no secondary significance so that that's how you avoid misunderstanding. And for example, when Meg Ray went was in the in in uh, what do you call this in uh, in in the uh, in in Russia in Siberia, and he was with uh, with uh, Anastasia, and she and he was able to hear the conversations between the grandfather and and the great grandfather when they would talk among themselves. Supposedly, they were talking in Russian, but he found that when they were talking, more he more than half of what they were saying that he could not understand what they were saying. They were using words in their own language that he ignored. So, so already in in his time in his present, uh, the language the uh, Russian language was reduced. That, that must have been done by the by the cabal and all the years of control and and all the work, all the time and effort that they put in eradicating the, the Vedrus people and their culture. Their language was eradicated. So he he only understood about fifty percent of what they were saying. They they had a vocabulary far bigger than what he had. So that that's why the Vedrus are so connected to 
the uh, Indian civilizations because they're uh, that's where the the Ved comes from. They're Vedic from the Vedas, the, uh, the those ancient books that were written by the rishis thousands of years ago. So that that's that's the first thing they do: control the language, control what people say and how they say it, and, and you got and you're halfway there. So not not everything that you're saying is it's true. Well, in symbology too, like the tree of life and uh, the Kabbalah, there. What was the other one that I? Uh, the Hebrews. Father does not mean your father as we think as a male figure that produced sperm to create life. Father is a completely, and just like you said, table doesn't mean table. <laughs> you know, so there's so much more power that we've been denied. No wonder we've been easy sheep to be taken over, which is very sad. I mean... Very sad because well, I love it's like uh, you just reminded me uh, um, of a conversation of this this gentleman, this uh, Canadian gentleman, uh, John Claude, who uh, has the, the the YouTube some some shows in YouTube, others are, are in Rumble. Is that he was uh, speaking with, a, with one of his guests, and he he was a, a bit shocked, a bit surprised that. He was used to the sense, you know, the their sense, they're censoring every your content. So you can't talk about politics, you can't talk about this character, you can't talk about, you know, because you run the risk of being censured. You know, censure is all rampant. But he was kind of surprised that he some of his shows got censured because he was talking about, like for example, in one show they were talking about Kundalini energy. So they're censoring information that would help people wake up. They don't. So there's, there, there you have it. Well, they're actually not energy. letting you wake up. <laughs> They've taken almost every one of Cosmic Reality's videos out, which really pisses me off, because I had quite a few that I saved, and it's because she is trying to help others just gain some footage to. Work yep. through this menagerie, you know, and it's like, gosh, I'm amazed I haven't been that censored. Seriously. <laughs> I think you have to get to a certain number of people before they pay attention to you. Well, come I, on, Nancy, I've got Revolution Radio. How many people do you think that is worldwide? No, I, I, I was just talking YouTube. You're talking about your YouTube station? Yeah. yeah. Right. Because when they finally when they finally went after me, we had um, like 4,000 subscribers, is that what they call it? And they went back to 2014 in some cases to take down videos. Right. Most right. most of them were Jan Shaw's. Oh. <laughs> and Jan Jan the the information she would have given is like outdated. You know what? Six seven years ago, and um, so yeah. At that point, I thought I wonder if I had had gone over some kind of a magical number there, on that station that then 
got the attention of the AI. You know, oh, I, a lot of her stuff is still pertinent today. Same with yours. Well, yeah, yes. I, I think that all. I think it's history. I think they're very important. But you know, it's like how many people are gonna, you know, actually go back and say, why was, why were we not wearing the masks, or who was doing this, you know, that type of thing. And yet, I play the Cosmic Reality Chronicles, and we talk about current events then. And it gives you an appreciation. I mean, so many times I go, oh, I'd forgotten that that happened, you know. But it gives you a history, real-time history of what transpired since, well, 2014. Mm-hmm. And to me, this as a historian, this is, you know, one of the reasons that I'm so dedicated to it is I do think it's historical rendering of, you know, what what the average person is going through what did we see what did we think what did we talk about well those of us that would talk so um yeah those those all those shows are are incredibly um helpful in understanding at least where we've been don't know if we still know exactly where we're going but we're going there fast <laughs> uh, um Okay, the other thing that Farrell gets into is um, uh, tra- time travel. And for whatever reason, I got pushed to look at time travel. And so I did. And I decided I was going to start with that, uh, the Trump time travel thing where that guy back in the 1870s wrote two kids' books and the character was uh, Baron Trump. And he lived in Trump, they didn't call it, Trump Castle. And in the address of Trump Castle was the same address as Trump Towers in New York. And there's so many things in these, in this, these two books that correspond to one of the characters is named essentially Donald. Uh, you know, I mean, so much is in there. And so <clears throat> I started reading about this. And this article that I was reading got into the question of, is Donald Trump a time traveler? You know, and it it, it was more, I mean, it wasn't one of those kind of things where they got into all these details. It's sort of like, and some people are wondering if Trump is a a time traveler. Um, If you look at the chronicles which we've been doing about the George, uh, JFK Jr.'s, the magazine George, and what was in that magazine that it was like the the one that we talk about today is concerning Gates. Bill Gates gave gave an interview to John Kennedy Jr., and he basically said we need to control the population and it's probably going to be done but with viruses. You know, and this was, well, I think it was 09 or something. It was early in the game. So you you look at this stuff and you go, all right, if 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 they're really, and I'm talking about probably the black side and the, 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 the white guys, I mean, I know that they can look into the future. We've done shows on it. I can tell you about the equipment. I can tell you when it came about and a lot of other information. But the fact remains that they've been able to look into the future 
um, and I'm not going to get into it too long a story there, but when you're thinking in terms of wh- why, because the question I was asking before is, how are people going to get their heads wrapped around the fact that they've been lied to for at least the last four years? You know, concerning who Biden is, who the who all these people have been changed out. Nobody knows who's a real person and who isn't, and everything, all the turmoil associated with that. Well, don't you suppose maybe they've looked into the future to see what's going to happen? You know, what is the best scenario to get the least amount of collateral damage? And I'm going back to when probably before most people were aware of it, there was a number of us that were out there saying, you realize that you're being, everything you say on a telephone, anything you put into a computer, it's it's all being captured by the NSA. Mm-hmm. And people would say, oh, you people are so paranoid, you're crazy, right? I mean, this went on for years. I got out in the 70s and I knew that that, that was already on the table. Um, and so, you know, I mean, it we that knew knew for quite a while and we're telling people but nobody wanted to listen to us and then snowden comes out and he's defecting from the F, uh, from the NAS, uh, nsa and he's releasing all this information proving that nsa has been listening to everything that you did including probably if you farted with a cell phone with you so you would think that all those people that thought we were paranoid and crazy would go Oh, my God, somebody was telling me about that, and I didn't think it was true, right? They would have had a, oh, my God. No, they all went, oh, we all know that. We all know that. You know, and I kind of feel that by the time we get through this play or movie or whatever you want to call it, that those people who were not capable of understanding what we were saying to them, will just go along with the narrative. They, they, they're just going to say, oh, we knew that. We knew they were all crooks. We knew nobody was telling us the truth, you know. And they'd probably say, oh, I really didn't take the, the vaccine. Because they, they're, they're not players. They're not watching the game. It's almost like they're AI or robots. They can't get the humor in it. They can't get the the excitement of just learning new science, you know, there's something much deeper and more to it. And I think that if I was a time traveler, and like I say, I'm being, I was being still being pushed a little bit to, to answer these time travel questions. And so I'm looking at it and I'm going like, yeah, I think that part of having faith in the plan is the belief that they really do know that if they do these things, this is what the results are going to be before they get there. It's it's just that's where the science leads me. This is this this been known for way too long not to be used in a very uh, let's say <laughs> it makes the game much easier to see because it's it's so complex in so many ways. But now you can tweak it here and tweak it there. And, and is the average person going to understand what I'm talking about? Probably not. You guys do, I hope. 
you know. Not only are we all entwined, we're in a game that's very, very convoluted. But we're doing well. I think we're doing very well. So, okay, let's see. We've got, well, we've got about a half an hour left here. So, um, Mona, has there been something that came up on your radar while you were out there? Now, she's on five days a week between two, two and four on freedomslips.net. Is it dot .net now? Oh, yes, dot .org. Dot .org. Okay, dot .org. And revolution.radio, yeah. Yep. And she does uh, two hours. I can't believe you do it. And you, but you do it by yourself, too. Well, I so, play a lot of videos. <laughs> and have you, have you come across something that, you know, was really profound? I think the thing that gets me the most is how... Society is falling for the destruction of our future through our children. And that basically, uh, it, it just makes me want to cry. Because we're destroying our own homo sapienness of who we really are. Because we're allowing a bunch of idiot mofos tell us that we're supposed to give permission for our children to do this bodily um, destruction to themselves. Because supposedly for a moment they don't feel like they are who we are or who we're supposed to be. That's just part of growing up and learning who we really are or not. You know, we've lost all trust and honesty of the beginning of our journey. What sense does that make? That's like flipping creation off. I don't see... Uh, that. That's the biggest thing that pisses me off now is all these faggots and BS artists that are trying to say that that's the only thing you're supposed to live for is sex and sexual changes. and You're supposed to get away with this stuff. Oh, it irritates the living heck out of me. I get irritated because they want the, the the guys who want to be women want to dance and strip in front of the kids. That 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 is so evil. Oh, and the parents take them to the programs. Yes, yes. And I think, how evil can the parent be to do this? And and then. The teacher's telling the, the children, oh, don't tell your parents this. No, the schools have more rights than the parents do. Yeah. And they've taken so much liberty against the family that I, I just feel like sometimes I would take a bunch of children and hide them. But there's nowhere to run and hide anymore. No. Well, even in the, in the sports situation. Oh, gosh. Where you've got these uh, men that say, I'm a, a woman, and then win the sports events, right? Well, there was just a case where this guy who, I'm trying to think of what it was, what sport it was. I'm not even remembering which sport it was. But this guy, supposedly in the woman's locker room, exposed himself to, the, to these two women. But he got off because the judge said he was so fat 
there was no way his genitalia would be seen. <laughs> I mean, it's like, this has gotten more insane and more insane. You I had a patient like that. Did you? Yeah. And uh, my job was to help him with his shower. Oh, God. And, Do we have but, to have the details? <laughs> nope. I, I'd be quiet. No, no, I just don't want to have a porno show here. <laughs> no, I'd be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know you too well. Uh, <laughs> you would have embarrassed uh, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> I called him Mr. Peabody, so <laughs> I told you about him before. I think so, yeah. Yep, yep, oh, there's yep. a guest who is saying, can someone please explain what woke really means? I can't. To me, it's more or less like not admitting that we do awaken. It's like cutting out half of the whole process so you can just claim woke. Like you have a clue and you don't. Because when we awaken to the facts of a spirituality or these truths that are coming out. That's not being woke. That's awakening. So when they claim woke, they're just basically leaving half of the whole process out and claiming it's done. Well, it's not done. Well, I think it's, I think it's language magic too, because the first time anybody said woke, I, and I, every time I hear it, every just, I just said it, and my stomach turns over. Okay, because the frequency of that word is horrible. It's a lie. You know, compare it to awaken, awake. It's a totally different frequency. Mm-hmm. So, part of, you know, what is, what is this? The very fact that they are promoting that word is part of their agenda in an energy universe if you look at it from that standpoint what falls into the woke category it's basically all the stuff that we're talking about it's that you've got victims and you've got these people that created the victims and so you've got victim mentality and then these people come and say to these victims that they have made into victims well you deserve this this and this so right now, the woke project in one of the cities, I don't remember which, San Francisco, I think, is to pay millions and millions of dollars to anybody that can prove a black ancestry back to 1860. All right. And it's, it's, it's a bill. I don't think it's passed yet, but it's a bill that seemingly has the votes to pass. That is a woke agenda. That's, you know, part of what it is. Why? Because... The other part of it, which the people who are engaged in it don't understand, is that they they have all these reasons. If you listen to them, they'd almost convince you that this is a good idea. They've got all these reasons. But the fact of the matter is that that action will cause a devastating effect economically because all the people that don't fit that category of a black ancestry back to 1860 are now paying out millions of dollars in reparations for something that they didn't do. 
You know, so it, it it's it's the word <clears throat> the word is dangerous. The word sets the program into into action. But everything that you're seeing that doesn't make any sense to you is probably on the woke agenda. So woke is uh, saying, what what pronoun do you want me to refer you to you? <laughs> what? You're he or she? I mean, come on. You know, it's like they're trying to change our vocabulary by making these, again, woke conditions. If you're going to be, and they'll call you all sorts of things, racist being the, their favorite, uh, a racist or uh, uh, trans, you know, phobia, have phobia, you know, when you, where you're against the trans and, and the gays and everything, they'll, they'll call you all those kind of names. If you don't use the pronoun the person wants you to use. That's insane. <laughs> it's raping the, the language. So if somebody's telling you to do something and it doesn't make any sense to you, well, you can probably I have, be woke. I have a question for you for this whole woke agenda. Um, if I have a pet goose, right? And this pet goose believes that he's a lion and identifies with lions. Shouldn't I take him to the psychiatrist because he's obviously insane? He believes it's something he's not. So why are they uh, paying respect to these people that, oh, I identify as this, I identify as that? Well, that means that you're clinically insane and you should not be walking around on the street. You should be in a, in a psychiatric ward someplace. I don't care if you identify with a with a man. You have, if you have ovaries and you don't have a prostate, you're a woman. I don't care what you look like or what you identify. If you, I don't care if you identify yourself with a gas pump. You're still a woman. You, why isn't this whole woke agenda being treated as uh, mental illness? Because I don't see it as anything else. I know, right? <laughs> it, it, it is... I mean, how how many movies have been made on the joke of madmen in a madhouse believing they are Napoleon, for example? Oh, I, I identify as Napoleon. Well, that person wasn't given any respect. They were given method, some drug to keep them uh, <laughs> nice and, and calm, but they were kept uh, trapped because he thought he was he or she thought that they were Napoleon. So what? Now you have men that believe that they're women just because they want to believe that doesn't change the, the reality you're not sorry you don't have ovaries you're not a woman <laughs> i don't want to insult you walter but you're definitely not woke <laughs> thank you thank you very much <laughs> you're a white supremacist yeah yeah right. all i need is a pointy hat <laughs> blame so much on the white people and that makes no sense either well if it's not the white people it's Trump's fault <laughs> <laughs> well remember we're in a spiritual battle okay so none of it has to make sense you just got to get the people to go along with it and you know unfortunately they're also under duress because of the uh, electromagnetic pollution that's causing people not to really be thinking beings 
uh, and that's because they've got weak plasma <laughs> in their systems. You know, it's just not. They're not like us. We can go through this and we can see it. And and thank, I'm grateful, very grateful and appreciative that, you know, we are able to do this. But these people are all fogged up anyway. And it, we're not going to really get through this until we can get control over the electromagnetic energies that are around us. And we know we can because Shungite's all over the place. And... Yeah, the Shungite show, um, Cliff uh, Hyde talks about his experience with Shungite. Uh, he, he, his interpretation of how it was working was not <laughs> accurate, <laughs> but uh, it was interesting. So now we're getting some of the big players talking about it. And that is, uh, that's very important because Shungite teaches us so much. I'm, I can't, I mean, Walt, has Shungite been the most amazing thing in your life? Well, I, I still don't know the end of it. I, I and I've repeated myself so many times is that every time you think, oh, I, I'm done, I know what it can do. Oops, something else comes up that it can do. <laughs> it's like, so, okay, I'm not going to bother trying to find the limits to this. Let, let, it, let it be and let us continue using it because... Uh, I did my test with light. I did my test. Uh, the only thing I haven't, I shouldn't, I, I haven't tested it because I haven't, I have to find out a way, a way to test it. But I think it, uh, sound would be altered, also corrected from clock, from clockwise to, to from counterclockwise to clockwise. Because I mean, if you have if you have a jarring sound, sound that's actually uh, destructive, I bet you it spins counterclockwise. So anything that's spinning counterclockwise, Shanghai corrects. I don't know why well, what, or how, but it does it. It corrects it. Uh, what about that um, system where you put a a sound through sand and the sand takes on geometric form? Oh, so, so, uh, the um, semantics. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It happens so, with water too. Say again. Water. Yes. Water. Yes. Right. Um, probably water is more responsive, even. But you could um, concoct a uh, an experiment where you get the image of what whatever the sound is without Shungite being involved in it. And you have to be careful because you could taint the experiment if you get it there and it and it locks in because it's it's so powerful now but you can shut it down anything around you get the shungite away from it you know shut it all down shut down shut down and so you can get a good reading on what is normal in a non-shungite environment but then add the shungite and see if you don't have changes to the geometric forms yeah it sounds like a very and, good experiment and also he's right about the water because if you're using water, you're going to watch the toroidal field system, and that might change. I mean, I, I've seen, I sent you a video at one point where um, Derek was doing some of the uh, hydrogel stuff, and the water was absolutely spinning. The boiling water was spinning in a vortex that you don't normally see. And normally in a boiling pot of water, it's all, you know, 
fairly bubbles all over the place. But no, this was a swirling that was because he had so much shungite and everything else in it. So water may be uh, another way to see it dynamically demonstrated. You know, what if what if the what if the toroidal field in the water turns around? There you'd well, have it. That's an, uh, water is a medium that loves a plasma. Yep. Because when you when you look at the work of Wilhelm Reich, I mean, uh, of all the experiments that he did with organ, he found that of, of all the different mediums that can store organ, which is organic materials like wood, um, tar, anything of an organic nature stores organ. But number one, the, the one that would store the most organ was water. And that's why Trevor James Constable in his book, The Cosmic Pulse of Life, that's why he says that there are, uh, he shows photographic proof, people that had witnessed um, UFOs. There are photos of a UFO hovering over the surface of a lake. And you see all these little spikes on the surface of the water because the, the, uh, the ship is actually sucking organ out of the water. And and you see the you see the little spikes that form as this thing is is suctioning uh, organ out of the water because water is the number one medium. So it just goes to show uh, the relation, the very close, intimate relationship with between plasma and water. Uh, for example, another another proof of that is um, he shows it in one of his videos, I think. Uh, uh, this this gentleman uh, Winter, who, who's always talking about you know uh, conju you know face conjugation and all of that, uh, he actually sh uh, spoke about it. And I, I knew about it from another source, but he speaks about it as well. Uh, there is a laboratory where they did this experiment. They used a container shaped like uh, an egg, like a chicken's egg. And what they did, they they spun the water, and when the water reached a certain speed, in the spit and and the speed of the spinning, you are, it actually begins it begins to look it begins to produce light. It becomes luminous, and if you read Cater, uh, the explanation is that the soft electrons are breaking down, therefore they're releasing the photons. So you, you can see there the relationship between water and plasma. <laughs> Interesting. So um, the vessel for so many things, because that's what holds our cell memory in our physical beings is the water. Yeah. So water is amazing. It's just a shame it's so foobard. Especially if it's shungite water. <laughs> I love shungite water. I get mine every day. Yep. Yep. Um, okay, so any more on that, or do you guys have any other things you wanted to touch on? You had a list, Dolly, or not? Oh, uh, let me take a look. I think I just had two things. Oh, yeah. Um, Dave wanted me to even increase on the love blankets. He says every living being, uh, creature on earth, uh, do send it to 
Mother Earth even needs love blankets and all the universe around Earth because there are beings out in outer space and uh, they need love blankets too, uh, aliens as well as our peoples who are like, our, we had that base at the moon and so we need to expand our areas for sending out love blankets. And please do that. Um, I was looking at Nancy uh, Drew today, and and I saw the picture she took um, in the on the president's wall in the White House Visitor Center, and still there they have a a, a wall with a picture of every president there's been except they don't have a picture of the Biden character. So I wonder... And this was a recent... She went there recently because that probably was at least a year ago that we first were talking about that. Oh, she drops in there every once in a while is what I understand. And they still haven't fixed it that long out? Oh, come on. You know... And that that did trend. So you know, I mean, this this is there's so many you know absolute telltale signs that this is such a facade. And again, I, you know, now on Fox they're showing the White House. There is nothing on that roof. You know, they supposedly have. Um, uh, well, the, the, at one point they had a lot of electronics and stuff, but you know, over the years, electronics has gotten smaller. But they also supposedly had uh, anti-air missiles. Side, I don't know they were sidewinders. I forget what they were. Um, that were on the on the uh, roof. And if you look back, all the way to Bush, I think you always had a guard on the White House. A number of them. Up on the White House roof, and now there's none. Yep. That's been that way since the election was taken away from uh, Trump. Biden, Biden Mafia has never been in the real White House. They may have been in a house that's white, but they have never been in the White House. Trump said they never will be. And so far, when I watch at the White House, there are no guards, except the one in the front door. And every once in a while, the one will park up by where the front door is and go visit with that guy. There's no activity like the Trump Mafia being in the White House. And I have seen people talking that the reporters do not go to a White House press room. They have several stages around where the they evidently are told before the press conference go to this address. But they all pretend they're going to the White House uh, press room and they aren't. And also when they say 
our very own Peter Ducci, reporting from in front of the White House. Well, that's a lie, too, because they have a green screen, and he uh, talks in front of there. And so do the other people. They, they, they take videos, and they put it on the green screen, and then the people talk in front of the uh, green screen. They aren't at the White House. They have a fan blowing on them if they want to pretend they got wind. It's it's just it's just so freaking insane anymore. You don't know what is real, who is real, or what they are if they're not real. And it's 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 like the Queen. I literally the Queen and Obama. I literally saw them briefly, like for a couple seconds, turn into the reptilian. And it startled me. It it really startled me. But now I'm starting to uh, see more and more of that being said. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm not crazy about that one. Um, So I'm just saying, uh, don't forget about the love blankets. And beware of what you accept that what you see. Because Davis said, don't believe everything you see and everything you hear. Right, because a lot of it's a manifested illusion. Yes. But, um, oh, I was just going to ask you something important. Uh, we were talking about the White House. Uh, no. Um, there's a thing that is called gazing. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay. So You're talking about that guy in, in Yugoslavia, Braco or Brazzo? The the people uh, spend hours with this with this gaze thing. Well, basically, what it is, and I think I got it from Carlos Castaneda, um, tales of anyway, um, is where see we've been taught to focus on things, and you actually see the facts behind it if you don't focus and you just gaze past it. Because it's like if you're trying to see auras or other facsimiles of items and energies. And basically gazing is not focusing. And you see more truths that way, like her seeing the reptiles instead of the human part. And um, just look at, search, look it up. Gazing. Because a lot of people gaze in the sun and things like that. But to me, because I learned to not focus. Because once you focus, you stop whatever it is that's going on. If you just gaze past it, your sublineal will get more of the information that will give you the quality or quantity of information that you're looking for. So that might be why she can see the difference in between the... Okay, we're running out of show. Oh, do you want to say something, Walt? Uh, no. Okay, so Saturday, you're going to be on Say What with us, and we can continue this. Yes. And, yeah, okay, and Dolly and Walt and I will look at glaze, gazing and see what we can find. If you got any good links, let us know. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, do you want to say goodnight here, Mona? Well, thanks for thinking about me. Love you guys. Oh, love you. So love you back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
Yeah, Dolly. Bye, y'all. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for talking in the chat room and and asking questions and stuff. Don't forget love blankets in the extended areas. I love y'all. Bye, bye. Walter. Good night, everybody, and we wish for all of you to be covered with a tidal wave of love, love blankets. Good night. Well, that sounds like fun. Um, tomorrow is <clears throat> Radio 5G, and um, Ani Avedisian will be on. And Ani's shows are getting better. I, I, <laughs> she's, uh, ever since she took the, uh, you know, became a citizen in America, she's on a mission here. I mean, a real mission. And her her presentations and her what she's saying is just like, she, don't miss it, okay? And we'll see you next time. Be safe, everybody. Preaching, preaching, the unknown, unknown, unknown. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart.